Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And John, I am so sad. I've My, my flag is at half-mast today. I, I'm just so incredibly depressed. It is the year 2020, and if it couldn't get any worse, possibly the worst thing about 2020 right now is that it has been confirmed... No Marvel movies for the whole year. The first yeah. year since 2009. We I haven't already, had one of those sweet, them. sweet Marvel movies on the silver screen. I'm sorry. Marty's just like so excited shouting in our ears right now. Marty keeps rubbing it in. Every day he texts me and says, hey, you're going to go see Black Widow? And I say, no, Marty, it's a <laughs> pandemic. And he says, yeah, it is, idiot. And he sends me a picture of his dick. It's, and oh, then he sends God. you the full file. He emails you the full video file for The Irishman. I don't know how. He sends me a, a full 4K. It's like 100 gigs. <laughs> uh, the full director's cut of The Irishman he sends to my phone. My phone gets bricked every time. <laughs> Freezes the fuck out of the phone. It's, he, he makes it autoplay somehow. I have no clue. But. Yeah, it's, it's a virus, I think. It's the Irishman virus, and the only way to get rid of it is to watch the whole thing, and I just can't do it, so I just throw my phone in the trash, buy a new one. Yeah. Oh, God. So sad. I mean, I can't. We were gonna have Mark on too to talk about Black Widow, so that that's actually the saddest part for me. I, I was know. To that episode. We finally have sort of a, a superhero, an enthusiastic superhero kind of person that we can get on the show, and now Marvel just said no more big films with our powerful supered people. We we gotta, I guess, have people go to the theaters. Like, <sighs> what is this? Just. We saw Tenet. They put Tenet in the theaters. It played for the ghosts. Christopher <laughs> Nolan was happy. The ghosts were happy. I don't see the problem here. I mean, Mark went to see it, right? <laughs> yeah, but Mark lives among the ghosts. Mark is a part of that sort of sort of that weird cult that would go to a movie theater in a pandemic. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Um, I don't know why they're not just charging us thirty dollars to watch it on Disney Plus. I I have a feeling they saw how Mulan did and uh, were like, <laughs> "Well, let's not." Everyone was like, uh, "You're already charging me five bucks a month for this shit. I'm not doing yeah. this." Thirty dollars. I mean, I think Black Widow would probably do better on Disney Plus, but I don't think I think Marvel knows that a full theater release when people are actually willing to go, that's like what's actually going to get them the money. And when you think about it, like. I think it's slated for May next year now. If we have full theater reopenings, which like I don't actually know if we will, but let's assume the world's mostly back to normal at that point. Uh, people are going to be so fucking hyped to go to a movie theater. Oh, yeah. They're going to be buying out whole AMCs just to see this Black Widow five times in a row. Yeah, which um, I heard I saw in David Ehrlich's review for Tenet. He did like rent out an entire theater with his friends and they like split the cost. Yeah. Well, Alamo draft house is doing a thing now where I think it's like 300 bucks. You can rent out an Alamo draft house theater. Um, and that comes with like concessions and stuff and you and all your, your COVID friends who I guess are like, you know, maybe (laughs) live in the same house or are get tested or whatever. You can all go and rent out this theater. You don't have to see anything with strangers and watch a movie that way, which I think would be fun. Um, if I had people if to I go with, friends. but even then, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's like the thing is like, I do have friends, but I don't necessarily like right now is not the time for me to be like, Oh, let's meet up in a movie theater. Even yeah. if we rented the whole thing out, I'd be like, let's not. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I almost watched Mulan because my mom, someone had convinced my, or she was watching daytime television, of course. And mm-hmm. they were trying to convince her. Like, oh, you might as well buy it. It's like the same price as a movie ticket. I'm pretty sure it's a show on ABC, which is owned by Disney. I was trying to convince her to buy this um, Mulan thing, obviously. Um, and I was like, okay, I like the, uh, like, yeah, you should support the movies. It's a good argument, but for maybe for any other movie, like this is Disney, I think they're going to be fine here. I don't think we need to give them $30. I don't think yeah. we need it that bad. Um. Which is why one of my movies I, re- or I watched was a part of a film festival that I purchased. 
That's there you go. You, oh, you bought, you purchased the whole film festival for this one. Yeah, I purchased the whole film festival. I now own the New York Film Festival. It's mine. Wow. Mar- Marty must movies. be happy about that. Yeah, I will not accept any of his movies. I will only be accepting Marvel <laughs> movies from now on. So. Yeah, that's and that's where what New York Film Festival is really all about, is letting yeah. Disney finally put their movies in front of some people who are willing to watch them you know exactly and only movies that take place in new york sick of watching a new york film festival movie and it takes place somewhere else i'm like isn't that such a fucking ball buster you go to new york film festival you sit down and that they're not even speaking in english like what is this city (laughs) what is this language where are we i'm in new york at the new york (laughs) film festival how are we not watching spider-man 2 right now like, come on. Come on. I went to, to TIFF. You know what they played there? Scott Pilgrim, and that's it. It's the only film that takes place in <laughs> Toronto, so that's all they have. Takes place in Canada, obviously. That's what they got to yeah. have there. Like, what, what, what? speaking Spanish here? Come on. This is New York, baby. This is New York. This is New York. I want to see some Ashkenazi Jews walking down Fifth Avenue. That's <laughs> the on. New York experience. Give me some pizza. None of this popcorn. What is Uncut that? Gem- Uncut Gems better have been at New York. Oh, yeah. I, how could it not be? What That would be... Imagine watching Uncut Gems at the New York Film Festival and then walking outside and seeing Adam Sandler or like the real life version of him sprinting by you with like a handful <laughs> of gemstones. That would be fantastic. Be oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, but it's been a while since we did an episode. Since I do want to report... Um, we were going to have a um, friend of the pod, Tom Myring, on for I'm Thinking of Ending Things because he's a Kaufman fan. Um, and he was on your side, baby. He did not enjoy the movie that much. <gasps> Yo, chalk so, one up for Matt Beebe. Big yeah. movie brain over here. Wow, Tom didn't like it. I guess you do lose. That's a win <laughs> for me. Listen, yeah. Big Boy Movies is about winning and losing, and sometimes you got to lose, John. So <laughs> I'm glad you're taking you it in stride. And that's why I will be taking the side of hashtag alive being the best movie this year. You just wait until all later, right. right? All right. Well, looks like another win might be coming to the old <laughs> Feebster. <laughs> I got to come back here. Um, but since it's been a while, I there are a lot of, there are a good amount of, I saw five movies since the last podcast, which is rare recently, I guess. Um, and a lot of yeah, them are Yeah, I, I even flicks. saw a movie since the last podcast. So, Wow. What is hashtag alive? That's a good question, Mark. So we're streaming the slab on Twitch as we do every time we record a podcast. And mm-hmm. um, we're mostly getting the question, what is hashtag alive? And the answer is you don't need to know. We'll explain <laughs> it. All you got to do is listen to this podcast, um, yeah. to be honest. Um, but it's a Netflix film. so It's a, ne- it's a Korean zombie movie. It was, it was published. I don't know if published is the right word. It was put on Netflix. Um, some people have been talking about it. I saw it on Reddit a little while ago. They like, you know, people were like talking about the poster or whatever. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about hashtag alive. We can say up front, uh, if you just want to listen to this and, and not watch the movie, that's probably fine. Even if, even if you think it sounds interesting after you're done, I don't think any spoilers are really going to affect your enjoyment of this movie. Yeah. I don't think I could spoil this movie and you would be upset about it. Like I think, yeah. I think you would know what I knew what the end of this movie was going to be when I started it. Yeah. Um, which is fun. It's not a knock on the movie because I think if they ended it another way, it would have been worse. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think four, four, three, three, four movies were on Netflix that I saw. Netflix is taking over. Yeah. Well, as they should be, everyone's at home watching the flicks. Um, but the first one I watched was The Social Dilemma, which is, I think, a pretty popular doc. I've seen a lot of people talk about it uh, because it just came out on Netflix. Um, but I think is a, it's worth a watch, even though I do think it's uh, not... <laughs> there. There's the information part of this documentary alongside, like, they do a dramatization that's, like, fictional, made mm-hmm. up just to kind of scare you, almost, to be honest. <laughs> Um, that I think is bad. (laughs) I think it's like (laughs) they tried to be too black mirror-y with it. Yeah. It's just really bad. But the informational part is very good and very worth watching, I think. 
Yeah, I can see that. Like the informational stuff is scary enough by itself that you don't need yeah. someone like having a, a robot dog with a knife chasing him around being like, this is Facebook. Yeah. And it just got like super unrealistic and weird at some points. And I was just like, well, mm-hmm. like I understand we're addicted to our phones, but like that's like too far and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it okay. is always annoying when you, you come across those posts that are be like, man, everyone's so on their phones all the time. <laughs> Have you noticed that about society? Got them. And you're like, all right, well, <laughs> thanks. I guess that's, it's a good observation. Yeah. Very good observation. That was probably like, I like the last half. I think the last half of this movie has way better information than the beginning. The beginning is more about how we're addicted to, to our phones, but I don't think they ever make a point as to why that's bad until the end of the movie, which I'm just like, okay, now that that part makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's more, I feel like phones are being addicted to phone is less dangerous than social media is basically what it says. And I agree with that. Okay. Um, I watched the original Mulan in preparation in case we were going to watch the remake, which we might've, um, but decided not to in the end, which is a good, fun movie. Um, yeah. First time I ever saw it. So uh, Mark asked us, if, have we ever seen Cell? I have not. I have not. I don't know what that is. I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, I watched the sequel to The Babysitter, the Netflix film The Babysitter, if no one knows what that is. Um, they made a sequel to it. And it made me question why I liked the first one, because I enjoyed the <laughs> first one. And then I yeah. watched the second one and I was like, wait, was this, is this what it was like? Is this what the first one was like? Cause this is awful and cheesy and wow. bad. Um, and just not as fun as the first one that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like going through these like crazy, but watched the devil all the time, which is another Netflix film. It's another one that I, I had you watch and then bailed on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That we were going to do last week, but it, honestly, I don't think we're missing much. I mean, I think it's getting a little more popular because it has some famous people in it here. Um, yeah. Sp- Spider-Man's in it. Spider-Man, um, Batman. Yeah, everyone. All in there. They're all in the movie. Like, it seems like a movie that could have been good, but was not. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that's bad. fair. I mean, it's direct to Netflix. What's interesting is that they actually got those big name actors in there, which is sort of, I think, the main thrust of why people would want to see it. Yeah, it's one of the, it's based off a book. I don't know if the book was good, mm-hmm. but this movie's just depressing. Like, I don't know. This movie's just dark, depressing. And the title, I mean, the title says it all. It's literally the devil all the time, you know? He's just all the time. Yeah, he's there all the time. It's so annoying. <sighs> and you come home, devil's on your couch. You go to work, he's sitting at your desk. You uh-huh. get on an were there airplanes? Was this the time of airplanes? No, I, I oh. don't. Well, there probably were airplanes, but I think you're it was getting like, your horse and buggy. <laughs> the devil's sitting no, in no, the passenger there seat. Airplanes. There are cars, so there are airplanes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I, why I said that. Um, it was it was like '60s, maybe the '60s or '70s. Oh yeah, and at some point, one of the characters does say, "Like I'm sick of this devil all the time." Yep, it was <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was a slow burning, just boring <laughs> movie. I don't know. If it oh, went okay. somewhere, it would have been good. It just didn't like go anywhere at really. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson's not in it enough is another complaint. So Oh, okay. So he's not he's sort of like just in there to be on the poster. Yeah, basically. He shows up for like twenty five minutes of the movie, maybe. I think one of the most egregious cases I've ever seen of that kind of actor marketing. Uh, do you remember the Kingsman two? Did you ever see the Kingsman never two? Saw it. Never saw it. But. So Kingsman two is extremely bad, but all the trailers and all the posters for Kingsman two had Channing Tatum on it. And this is when Channing Tatum was still like pretty hot and he was in like a whole bunch of movies and he's been in like some prestige movies. Um, so you're all like, Oh, Channing Tatum's in this. He's in the movie for like, maybe 15 minutes his character gets put into a coma and he comes back in like the last minute of the movie I hate and that that's shit. it like he's literally it. just there um oh or godzilla 2014 mark says that's a good point uh brian cranston uh dying so in like 
the so yeah the first Breaking third Bad. of that movie yeah he just came off Breaking Bad and they were like Brian Cranston's in it you want to see it <laughs> the difference is that I think Godzilla 2014 is actually still a generally good movie even though the the Brian Cranston thing was kind of deceptive yeah I, I hate that shit so much um, yeah but last movie I saw was that New York Film Festival movie which is a documentary called Time that I thought was a great great documentary i actually did not know it was a documentary going into it <laughs> i just knew that it was good so i was like okay i'll do this one and all the other ones were sold out so i was like okay this is the only one that's not sold out so i'll just take this one and it's supposed to be good. Oh, that's a good point is it is it time like the concept or time like the spice the time herb? the concept t-i-m okay okay um, like the father, yes. And it's actually Mark mentioned Thirteenth in our chat earlier. It's got it's a documentary similar to that in theme, but mm-hmm. tells it in a different way, which made me realize this is like my favorite type of documentary. Don't know if you ever heard of Minding the Gap, um, which is my favorite documentary from two years ago. I think um, I think mm. it's very similar to Minding the Gap in that it's like. I like the documentaries that are informational. I think they're valuable, like The Social Dilemma, R13th. But these ones are more just like individual stories um, that have the similar theme. This is like the same subject as 13th, but it's just like an individual story about prison and stuff like that um, that I really enjoy. I enjoy small little stories like that that'll just show you more about the world. Um, And I really like that. It comes out on prime video i believe in a month so oh okay sweet i'll have to check it out yeah um it's a good one um but yeah that's all i watched so if you want to talk bb go ahead yeah sure i'll go i got two things to talk about here um and only one is really a movie the other's kind of a movie um (laughs) so the first thing i'll talk about that is actually a movie um and let me pull up my uh letterbox here so i don't sound like a fool (laughs) um one moment. Go to my own dang profile. Should have pulled this up beforehand. Uh, yeah. There we go. Okay. So uh, the, the movie I watched was called Unpregnant. It is an HBO Max original. Um, and the reason that I watched Unpregnant is because uh, my friend, my very good friend Sarah, she works uh, here in L.A. as a grip. And she's worked on all sorts of music videos and TV shows. And her first ever real gig in L.A. was working as an assistant to a director named Rachel Goldenberg, uh, who is a comedy director. And uh, Sarah still sort of has a a casual relationship with this director. They text occasionally, I think. Um, And so she just came out with this new movie, I'm Pregnant. And she was like, oh, let's all watch it. And I was like, all right. so we watched it and it's a nice little movie. It's a coming of age story about a girl who has to get an abortion, but she lives in Missouri and it's not so easy. So she has to get to Phoenix or no Albuquerque, New Mexico in two days without her parents knowing. And so her and her sort of friend who he, she has like a complicated relationship with have to get to New Mexico in two days to get the abortion and then get all the way back. Um, and so White it's one of those, well, right? Yeah, Walter White's a big part of it. Um, he <laughs> he tries to sell him some meth. Uh, he gives his whole "I am the dangerous" speech again to try wow. and get another. Uh, to well, here's the thing: is he got an Emmy for the first "I am the dangerous" <laughs> yeah, yeah. speech. He was going for the Oscar on this one. I so like it. I like it. Hopefully, he was like, if I do it again in a movie, then I can get the Oscar. <laughs> exactly. Like he gave me the award yeah. once. Like if he don't, it's gonna be yeah. Super no, I just want to upgrade this Emmy. <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> to boost it a little bit into movie territory um but yeah it's it's like a teen road trip movie it's uh it's good and it's fun it has a positive message to sort of about uh abortion and contraception and actually it does have a uh, gustavo fring it has um what's the actor's <laughs> name i knew he was in john john carlo john carlo esposito is in the movie he doesn't play Gus, gustavo <laughs> fring but he is in the movie so there's your breaking bad crossover Wow. He doesn't like talk about Albuquerque like he's scarred of that place. No, it's it's actually honestly kind of refreshing. I think this is the first movie I've seen him in where he doesn't just play like a Gus type character. Oh, nice. Um, This is he plays like a weird loner who lives in like an abandoned bus station. Um, 
who lives off the grid because he doesn't trust the government. So it's interesting. Um, and <laughs> it's not Gus. Like so sounds just like, that. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's on pregnant. It is a, a fun little movie and it was nice. It's always cool to see things where you have those little like vague connections to yeah, people yeah. who made them. Agreed. Um, so yeah, that was on pregnant. And then, uh, as you know, John, I'm a big fan of the My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast. And yes. this week they did something unprecedented. If you're not familiar with My Brother, My Brother and Me, um, the uh, the premise of the show is that they answer viewer questions in like a comedy way. People ask them for advice and they'll give advice for whatever question and it's funny and whatever. Um, and they usually do an intro bit before they get to the questions. This week, um, the intro bit was about a film called war with grandpa are you familiar with war with grandpa john george no but i should be so this originally started out as a bit of them being like haha let's look at a movie that's being released in october this year because like who's releasing a movie in theaters only in theaters in october this year uh and one of them was war with grandpa and it turns out the entire hour-long episode became them discussing the film War with Grandpa and uh, just general, even the ad break of this episode, they kept, they continued to reference War with Grandpa. Um, John, I'm going to give you a guess. Who do you think the titular grandpa is no, in War with fair. Grandpa? I just looked it up, so. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, now you know. Why don't you enlighten us? Robert De Niro, of course. Bobby. Robert De Niro Bobby. is the grandpa, and he's going to war. God, who's he going to war with? That's the question. Uh, a ch- Pete from Pete's Dragon, I believe. <laughs> wow, he's going to do that? This guy's a dragon. Why would he go to yeah, war? Yeah, well... D- Pete and his dragon are going to go to war with Robert De Niro. Anyway, I listened to that Holy whole shit. episode and, and I thought it was... Pete. His name is legit Pete in this movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> Does and, he always um, have to be played people named Pete? Christopher Walken is in it as well. Another great actor for for Grandpa wow. uh, to be... To, for Grandpa Walken? De Niro Uma to be beside. Thurman's in it? Jeez, this is... Oh, yeah. Rob Riggle's in it? My God. What a cast. Oh, shit. I lost me. Yeah. Uh, oh no, he's here. Oh shit! Can you, you can you, you see me? Your face. Is okay, frozen. I got you. Okay, I could, you caught up. Um, but yeah, so uh, the, <laughs> I listened to that whole thing. I can't believe it's a real movie, or that Bobby De Niro has um, sort of entered <laughs> the ring of. I mean, he's played a grandpa before, but it's just so weird that he's still still willing to do this between Irishman movies. <laughs> This is very. I want to see this film. To be honest, um, I'll go, oh yeah, I'll go to I, I recommend listening film. to the episode. Not Tenet, but I'll go to theaters for this film for sure. Yeah, let's go to theaters to see War with Grandpa. See who who win, who comes out on top in that war. I I am excited to see. Honestly, <laughs> sixth grade Peter is pretty much your average kid. He likes gaming, hanging with his friends, and his beloved pair of Air Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> wow this movie's so in touch with the youth i can't believe and oh grandpa's not going to understand any of those words yeah, he's going like, to be so confused what are these shoes why do you like them so much yeah you gotta you know i i can only imagine robert de niro <laughs> being like well actually i'll i'll spoil a little bit of the podcast there is a scene <laughs> where robert de niro hacks into the his grandson's computer and just de- deletes his minecraft castle and that's sort of part of the war <laughs> the like, one of the many crimes he oh commits as part of this God. war that is like a war crime to be honest yeah he should be arrested yeah, he, for that <laughs> robert de- if you want to see robert de niro destroy his grandson's <laughs> minecraft castle Look no further than War with Grandpa. Oh, my God. He must have been so pissed. And then he must have got the oh, dragon man. out on him after that. No doubt. Um, God. <laughs> well, the, the quarantine has blessed us, clearly, with an amazing film. Yeah, only in theaters. Only in theaters. <laughs> only theaters. It's never coming to DVD, by the way. So this is a limited never, run. This is a limited run of <laughs> War with Grandpa. If you don't see it now, you'll never see it. Yeah. And you can't wear a mask while you see it. That's what they said. No, no. You have to go fully open-faced and and into the theater with, you know, I assumed it's a sold-out theater with all the people who are going to be rushing to see this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic, though. I like how you just... So this is... It's not a movie you saw, but you heard so no. much about it, you basically did. 
I, yeah, I saw so much. I just like this episode was very controversial among the fandom, and uh, uh, wait, I why? I could not believe. Be, well, it's hilarious, but you remember the show is supposed to be about answering audience questions, um, and usually the intro bit lasts like maybe 10, 15 minutes at most. So having an episode where the intro bit is the entire show for a full hour uh, <laughs> did not sit right with some people. It was very funny, though. I think, like, you know, every so often we can have one of these. Yeah, I agree. I, that's my I like when podcasters go off the rails sometimes. Those are, those are my yeah. podcasts. Um, you know, sometimes you need it to be orderly. Sometimes you just need them to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they loved it so much. I, I, that's why I love those those three dudes. They're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely made the most of War with Grandpa. And you know what they actually did in the episode is they looked up some reviews of the movie and made jokes about them. Oh, so he they copied your your shtick? Or My what? Your thing. Remember? Huh? You remember what? Critics Corner? Did someone say Critics Corner? <laughs> yeah, was that oh just my to get me God. to say that? Oh, we've launched straight into Critics because someone's <laughs> finally uttered the magic words, the, the sacred chant, and finally wow. I can activate Didn't my, know. I can rub the magic crystal and ignite the Critics Corner flame. Is this a new thing? Um, I haven't had to say it before. <laughs> uh, this is, well, now it is. Uh, critics Corner is happening now, and this is a very special Critics Corner um, because, as I mentioned on our last episode, if you, yes, you, watching right now or listening later on podcast services, would like to have your own review read on Critics Corner, uh, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, rate our podcast five stars, and leave a written review uh, and I will feature you on the show. And as of now, we have two very good written wow. reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I'll tell you what, Apple does not want you to find these written reviews. It, I really had to <laughs> dig around their UI to get to them. <laughs> That's sad. We should um, sue. I want them. I want people to see our reviews. I know. Well, you can see the reviews, like the ratings. It'll say like we have five out of five right now. Um, But the written ones, for whatever reason, you have to like go to the web page. And then I found it. Uh, Okay. Um, But yeah, so let's let's kick it off. I don't know if Cam the Third is here in chat today, but this first review is from the OG Cam the Third, uh, who's been listening for a long time. And uh, Cam the Third says... Uh, the title of this review, obviously five stars. He says, Rotten Tomatoes, count your days. <laughs> the, uh, it's, uh, there's more. That was just the title. Okay. These guys give interesting and pretty thorough movie reviews. You can almost consider them film pundits. I've been watching most of these movies they review after they review them because why waste time on a bad one? Why waste time on a bad one? Or how will I know if I should watch it despite it being so bad? Bonus for watching... Uh, one of the hosts might send you actual cash for listening. Uh, listen to find out which one, but it's definitely a nifty perk. Side note, also really glad they named the show Big Boy Movies instead of Little Boy Films. It would be much harder to explain to friends. <laughs> Fantastic last line. Amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, I just, could you, could you imagine Little, little boy, boy Films? Yeah, that would what a bad. What a dangerous line we walk. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the podcast Little Boy Films. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, hey, hey, what are you watching on Twitch? Uh, ah, shit. Uh, okay, hear me out. It's called um, Little Boy, Fi- you know, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the naming, the podcast naming is fantastic, all right? Yeah, um, we did. We, we dodged a bullet. Uh, also, our, our live Let's Play that we occasionally do, Big Boy Playtime, is also fine. Much better than Little Boy Playtime. <laughs> oh, God. I would not like to see the people we attract on my, on my Twitch. Yeah, that's the happen. last time I'm ever going to say those phrases. So, uh, sorry, yeah. internet. Those are those exist here and here only. Everyone, get a sound. Um, I'll get a soundboard with, with him saying that for next episode. So, Yeah, and then we have another review here from someone called DRQ Moses, um, who I'm not sure... Who that is, if that's someone in chat or if that's someone who just listens. Never heard of that. Um, but yeah, either way, DRQ Moses has parted the Red Seas to give us this review. Hell yeah. And it's a good one. Let's hear it. The title is Not Just for Big Boys. Don't let the name fool you. 
as a little boy, I can tell you this is a jolly good pod, safe for all sizes and genders. <laughs> nice discussion and banter about different movies and genres. Critics Corner is my favorite part. Hey, and here you are on it now, where they just tell me what other people have to say about the movie. It's basically 42 reviews in one easy-to-listen-to podcast. <laughs> uh, no need to be a smarty makes this a favorite pod for Marty. <laughs> wow, what a rhyme. <laughs> yeah you don't got to be a genius to listen to big boy movies and i'll tell you what marty is uh far from genius oh yeah he is not a genius whatsoever he does not understand marty, what we're saying half the time yeah every week i have to tell marty where the button to turn the computer on is he just never <laughs> figures it out never i have never seen him turn a computer on once himself I'm- yeah he still writes all his scripts on his old ass typewriter which jams constantly <laughs> so that's why it funny. takes him so long to write because he loses so many sentences to paper jams yeah he still tries to like every time i hand him the usb i'm like here's the footage he still tries to cut the footage physically like they did yeah the he, like he's this. like oh i gotta take this down to the the old film machine you're like no marty <laughs> don't put it don't put it in there <laughs> it's just a usb you plug it into the computer it's usb right? there's no there's no visual either that's that's how <laughs> editing film editing is just the visual he told me he sees pictures when i show him the usb and i'm like this is just a usb how do you see pictures he's like I, yeah I yeah i think that might be the the medication that they've been giving him <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad we have him. He works for very cheap. So, oh, so cheap. It's I'm actually shocked by how little we have to pay Marty. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but thanks, thanks guys for leaving reviews and thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving your reviews. Um, just to be clear, regular critics corners where I find the 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 gold nuggets on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and whatnot. Those are still going to be here. But if you want to be part of critics corner you can go to apple podcast rate us five stars and write a review i will do my best to feature you um so yeah that's that's a new thing and uh i guess we should hashtag podcast about hashtag alive hashtag alive baby first of all gotta start with the title gotta start with the title baby Mm. um 10 out of 10 whenever you got a hashtag title it's a oh, it's time. so it's so in the times. It's so <laughs> down with the youth. We I hashtag yeah. and now the movie hashtag yeah. like it's it just makes sense. It just makes sense. When I tweet about it, it's already a hashtag, you know? Yeah. Genius marketing strat there. Yeah. Like, boom. Just going to trend. It's a, I, I'll, I bet it's been trending for days now, for weeks. Oh, it's because because every time someone mentions it on Twitter, it's already a hashtag. Yeah. So, you know, and people are really talking about this one a lot. So I guarantee yeah. it's it's all over the place. Oh, yeah. Hashtag alive, baby. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, this movie's not great, BB. It's not great. <laughs> it's not. It is not. <laughs> um, it's not great at all. But this is this is what this is 2020, baby. And uh, this is all we got. This, we sometimes you just you got to watch the direct to Netflix and you you didn't realize that Enola Holmes came out the day you were recording your podcast and (laughs) and you already committed to hashtag alive so you do the episode on that anyway yep not that Enola Holmes is supposed to be much better than this one but (laughs) but it has famous people in it (laughs) that people might have yes once again being asked what is hashtag alive I understand that you don't know what, what if someone saw is. our our podcast in the wild and they were like oh a review of enola holmes i know that and the people in it if they saw hashtag alive they would say what mark is saying what is hashtag alive <laughs> i don't care or well, they might be interested maybe this is the one where everyone's like well i gotta know yeah well maybe maybe we'll get some more korean um korean listeners now because obviously this is a korean yeah movie. um maybe a lot of people will be like, oh, they're reviewing my favorite Korean zombie flick of the year because <laughs> everyone knows Train to Busan Peninsula is supposed to be awful. So maybe this one's better than that one. I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I see what you're saying. Maybe if we would have chose the one that everyone's watching now, we would have gotten more listeners. People would have been like, oh, yeah, I know what that movie is. But sometimes I like to have a little mystery, you know? A little bit of a yeah, you know. I like people to be like, "Oh, what is this movie?" And maybe they listen, but they probably won't. Um, they'll probably just skip this one or whatever. But I think what we do this week is instead of calling the episode like episode forty hashtag alive, we we call this one like episode forty. 
you know, like mystery bag. And it's like, oh, it could be any movie. You like click on this and you'll hear a review of a random movie and they'll be like, oh man, maybe it could be my favorite movie. Maybe it could be, you know, uh, Noel Holmes or Mulan or something. And then it's hashtag alive. And they're like, well, it was a mystery. So So I can't can't be disappointed. Can't be mad at them for for saying it was a mystery because it was. I didn't know what it was going to be. Um, Mark didn't watch movie this week. Been too busy playing God of War. But that's a film in itself, all right? Yeah, that that uh is uh, commits to the no cuts rule. It is a full one take. So yeah. uh, and that's something that a lot of movies can't even do. So suck it, Birdman. Oh, that just reminded God me. God of War. Holy shit! That just remind. So we were talking about before the podcast and chat. We we're talking about best zombie movies of all time, and that just reminded me of one cut of the dead. One cut of the dead. I oh still have to see God. it. So good. I when I was watching yeah. this movie, I watched it over two days because I got halfway through this movie and I was like, okay, I think I need a break for a little bit. <laughs> um, and then I watched the rest today. But the first half, I was like, oh my god, we should have just done one cut of the dead and and done an upset on that because I think that that movie's so good and I think you I think you'd really like that movie, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would. It's it's always been on my list and I just never get around to it. Um. But yeah, that's one of my favorite zombie movies. Still don't think it's as good as Shaun of the Dead, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's up there. Uh, but yeah, this is <laughs> this is a South this is a Korean zombie flick that is on Netflix. And if you're into zombie flicks, which I know there there are some people out there who like are really into zombies. I took a zombie class in college and I now know some people that are very into zombie stories. That's such a a sign of the times. Cause like when we were going into college, walking dead was still huge. And so they're like, how do we, how do we offer classes that'll get like kids to, to want to take the class, call it zombie class. They'll (laughs) love it. (laughs) It was a good class, but I came out not liking a lot of the content we watched. There was some good stuff we read, but overall, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, overall I'm not a big fan of zombie films. And uh, I'd say this one isn't, unique enough at all to make me to make it stand out it's just another feels like just another yeah the only thing unique about it i guess is like oh it's happening in modern times he's vlogging and he's a gamer i don't know that's the thing is like we'll get into this more in spoilers but the movie i guess i didn't read the premise or i didn't realize it was supposed to be like a straight up drama because the idea of the movie seemed interesting and then at a certain point you realize, Oh, this is just going to be a very generic zombie movie. Like there's not, it doesn't have that real twist that you think it would have. Um, and it came very close to being very relevant to, to our times right now until it just sort of, again, devolved into regular zombie movie territory. Yeah. Basically. I mean, if you just heard the two, like one cut of the dead and Sean of the dead are both like zombie movies, but they're with twists. And yes, like I feel like that's required for me to like a zombie movie. Like, Train to Busan, I like, and that doesn't really have a twist. I like the first season mm-hmm. of The Walking Dead. That doesn't have a twist. I think you can make a good zombie movie that's serious, but it definitely seemed like this one was going to have a shtick or something, right? I don't know. That yeah, just the title hashtag alive. Like it seemed like it was going to be the poster. He's like holding a fuck like selfie stick. Like, it seemed like it was going to mm-hmm. be like some some like vlogger surviving the zombie movie or some shit. Yeah. It seemed like it was going to be about something and it was ultimately like not, or what it was about is what like any generic zombie movie would be about. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, I don't know. Also at first, <clears throat> this is a non-spoiler thing, but at first it does play in English dub, which I would recommend. Oh yeah. I would recommend immediately switching off because I like went through, good five minutes of it and i was just like this is bad why why, yeah. why are they speaking in english what's happening the same thing happened to me is um because the movie starts and it's like obviously from a korean film company and all of the writing and everything is in korean and then the dude starts talking and he's speaking in english and i texted john when i was really early into the movie like i think that this movie feels like it was shot um to like accommodate an english dub because if you notice, at least in the beginning of the movie, you rarely see their mouths. And when you do see them moving, they're almost in time with what the English dub is saying to the point where I didn't realize at first yeah. that it was dubbed. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then you get to a point, you're like, oh, wait, this is 
absolutely supposed to be in Korean. Yeah. Uh, but like they keep cutting around people's mouths or like p- people who are speaking are so far away from the camera. You can't see clearly. Um, so I finally found the Korean audio option and turned that on and watched it like a regular movie. But that dub really does throw you off yeah. when you first start it. Yeah. I mean, especially because like the first scene is him. He's like on a call with people playing video games. So like you can't see those mm-hmm. people's mouths. So you like think it's Yeah, legit. absolutely. You can only see his mouth and it seems like it's kind of in sync. So you're like, oh, is this movie in English? Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then that dude like comes into his apartment, and whenever he speaks, the camera cuts away to like the reverse shot, so you can't see him talking. Uh, um, it's it's all very sneaky. Yeah, you're like a little girl point. who's calling for her mom. Yeah. If you made it that far, there's like a little girl who's calling from her for her mom, but she's so far away you can't actually see how her mouth is moving. Uh, yeah, I didn't. So I didn't make it that far. I made it like right after that first scene. I was like, okay, there's got to be like some option here, right? This is clearly a dub. Especially when the news started yeah. talking, I was like, this this dub is bad. <laughs> the Korean news in English. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I don't not like I don't like this dub. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I, I think for this movie, there's some movies that I think can nail a dub, but <laughs> I don't think this movie was doing it. I was like, yeah, I'd rather yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, um, yeah, let's take it to Spoiler Town. Which who cares? All right. Listen, if you're listening to yeah. this podcast, you haven't seen this movie, you're like, oh, it won't be spoiled. Who gives a shiz about this movie? All right. Just, yeah, just come to Spoiler true. Town with me. I don't just come. Just take just right on down to Spoiler Town with us. It's gonna be a good time. Better time than actually watching the movie. Yeah, um, because my guy. Well, I mean, we we could talk about. So this guy, I don't know if he's a good streamer or a good YouTube personality. Is he a streamer at I all, or is he a YouTube personality? It's not established. I don't. Know. He just seems like, from what I can gather. It's set up that he's just sort of like a generic gamer guy who like, I don't know, just likes using social media. He posts on the internet like we do, you know, like we're not anyone special, but um, he does it because that's what like the young people do is they just make videos and stream and it's it's either for their friends or if they get famous, it's for a huge audience. True. Um, And I thought the premise of this movie was going to be... about like someone who is super online, someone who was a vlogger, like a ninja type <laughs> and how they like try to survive the zombie apocalypse, but also try to like monetize and make content around it. Yeah. Like how they're so involved with their online like personality and streaming and everything that they <laughs> they're willing to like risk this dumbass shit to to be popular. That like that, I think, is a strong premise. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of expecting that to be the case where it's like, oh, haha, like he's going to be taking selfies with the zombies or, you know, the world's falling apart around him and he's just playing like fucking PUBG on his computer <laughs> being like day 15 of, of zombie quarantine playing PUBG. It's and you're like, better. haha, it he's way better. Yeah, it would have been way better. And that's the movie it could have been. And what we got was just him regular. He stops playing video games after like the second day. Yeah. Um, because they set up in the beginning, they're supposed to stay in for 60 days. And so like all that, that angle of the movie completely vanishes. Um, after like the second day, there's no more like streamer influencer stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got a nice setup. (laughs) I think it's, yeah, it is funny that he's just like in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. He's like, well, might as well try gaming. I guess (laughs) then the internet goes off or something. It's, it's one of those things where it feels very analogous to our times right now where we all have to stay at home and not go outside. And, um, this is like an extreme case where like, don't go outside cause there's zombies out there and they gave them a date at 60 days. And so having like any kind of niche, like personality kind of thing would be interesting instead of just this dude who ends up being basically totally a regular dude. Yep. Uh, just trying to spend say like if you made a movie about me spending 60 days in my apartment it would be pretty similar like i'd also be like all right well i can't leave i guess i'll play video games and <laughs> hang out like what else is there to do it's the only thing i can do um yeah i also like the writer of this film is clearly like a person who does not like airpods or does not like wireless headphones <laughs> because they throw a jab there about how he just like he needed for some reason, he needs like to plug in to his uh, a headphone jack. Plug in yeah. a headphone jack, which I don't understand why he did. 
in the end, but he could not until he found one towards the end of the movie because he has all wireless headphones. And I was like, is this a jab at... I don't think they... I think it was just a joke, the idea that he's like so high tech... That, like, he only uses wireless headphones. Because I could see that being a thing. Yeah. Like, let's imagine the version of the movie where this is Ninja. And Ninja's, <laughs> like, running around his mansion and being, like... And the reason he had to get the headphone jack was because there was, like, this FM radio app on his phone. And he could... You can use the, like, uh, cord as, like, an antenna, basically. I think that's how it worked. Yeah. Um, but you had to plug it into the headphone jack and use it as an antenna. And he only had wireless headphones, so he couldn't do that. <laughs> So I imagine the scene where Ninja's like, oh, I got to get wireless headphones and he's digging through like this mountain or he needs wired headphones phone. and he's digging through a mountain of wireless headphones that he got sent as like sponsors or whatever <laughs> and be me? like, fucking HyperX, why didn't you send me a wired headset? Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's so good. That would have been really good. Uh, God, yeah, this movie with Ninja. I think would have been. So I think better. when we what we do for this is we break this movie down scene by scene as much as we can, and then try and come up with a Ninja version <laughs> would have been of better. the movie that's better. See, yeah. <laughs> See, the issue is I would replace a lot of these serious scenes. First of all, I mean, absolutely, yeah. The reason why I got tired and took a break midway through is because it's just like a down. It's like a downer for a good amount of time there at the beginning. Um, yeah, especially when his, I mean, his parents end up dying at some point over the phone. Well, we don't know if they're actually dead, but zombies. No, they, they're alive. It just seems like they die. Yeah. And he gets real depressed and has a depressed, depressed fit and goes outside and wants to take his anger out and all this stuff and then tries to kill himself. And that's where I stopped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was like, oh my God, but there's a, a live make a live remake with the ninja we need a hashtag, yeah, hashtag a live remake ninja with ninja cut. get it trending the ninja cut give it to us dude if we can tell fucking netflix that big boy movies wants to make we'll even settle for it being a sequel i mean i think we could do like an american remake i think that would be justified yeah. um and obviously we know american remakes are always better than the uh original <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> foreign movies but we need to release the ninja cut where we get ninja to star in our zombie movie where he's like like oh man i i need to get bits today and chat's telling me to like get real close to a zombie so i guess i'm going to do it <laughs> you know that kind of stuff <laughs> chat's telling me to get real close to him <laughs> so like oh dude i uh, you know he gets a message from someone who's been like a sub for 48 months and be like hey ninja 48 month sub <laughs> Will you please touch a zombie and be like, uh, if you donate a million bits. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get to the territory where this is actually a lot like Spree, the movie I talked about like two weeks ago or whatever that I watched because mm-hmm. uh, at some point, this, it's, Spree's about like a guy who like doesn't have viewers, but at some point he starts getting viewers and the chat is telling him what to do. Um, yeah. And it's not stuff. So it is actually pretty, but I think it's, I think it's hilarious. Um, of course, once Ninja met the girl, like this guy met met that girl, um, he wouldn't be allowed to talk to her because his wife. Yeah, the movie would fall apart at that point. Like, <laughs> I'm imagining now Ninja uh, is like he's hit a low point, like he's hiding out in some random apartment somewhere because he got run out of his his mansion. And he sees a girl from across the roof and she's like, hey, I can help you. Like, come here. I have food. I have weapons. And he's just like, mm. he just like shakes his head and points to his wedding ring. And he's like, mm, sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. She doesn't want me to oh, game with geez, other girls. Gosh. Yeah, no, I, I, everyone, you know, everyone on stream is going to be like, oh, are they dating now? Are they flirting? And I'm going to be like, ah, so it's just, it's less complicated (laughs) if I don't survive with you, you know? And then we just have a scene of her dying brutally and then just like, ah, (laughs) didn't want anyone to think I was with her, you know? Yeah, no, it's like, as long as no one thought I was cheating on my wife, that's the most important thing here. (laughs) It's the most important thing. Oh, God. Yeah, this movie would be so much better with the ninja. Oh, man. Yeah, the ninja cut. I'm so excited for that. Um, but honestly, that was <laughs> her, him, him uh, stopping to kill himself because of her was one of my one of the only parts I basically liked of this movie. 
Um, I like the charm of their relate or their sort of dynamic there. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a little bit ridiculous that her binoculars were so good that she could make out individual words and like paintings yeah, on his wall <laughs> and do like the laser pointer thing. That was kind of wild. Impressive. Um, to be honest. Good eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, their relationship didn't do a whole lot for me. I, I liked it generally, but it was just sort of like, oh, they're they're just like together now there's still no special angle to this it's like oh now it's two survivors instead of one yeah which yeah i just like the i I like the dynamic but it went nowhere so i agree with you in the end (laughs) it was just yeah 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 it just falls into these like zombie movie tropes which is like the lone survivor meets someone I guess it's a little bit different because usually like they don't trust the person at first, but this one, obviously they immediately have a connection. Yeah. Um, but then we get another generic thing towards the end with the other survivor in the building who is like a freaky murder man, yep. which I saw coming pretty fast. Immediately, uh, the movie right? telegraphs that way too hard. Yeah. Because um, everyone's where so he, suspicious like, of him immediately. I'm like, wait, why, why are they suspicious? of him? They're just so Well, suspicious. what it is is they show up, the, he's like super nice to them. He saves them from the zombies. He's like, Oh, come in. Like I have food and I can help you. And then he pours water into a glass. And then the movie like zooms in on the water as he pushes it towards them, like a hard cut, like notice this glass of water. And I'm like, okay, so something fucked up is going on here. Yeah. And the dude just chugs the water and is like, it's fine, which is like, that's not enough time for you to know if the water's fine. <laughs> it's good. Tastes delicious. But by the way, what did he do? But, they like passed out for barely any time, I feel like. Yeah, they passed out. <laughs> that's another thing this movie does with passing out is they drink this like drugged water that knocks them out for approximately one minute tops. <laughs> um, and then there's also the scene where... And this movie also really overestimates rope and its abilities because there's that scene where she tries to throw the baseball to the other apartment and it lands in the sort of parking lot area and the fireman zombie or whatever is able to climb this tiny little string (laughs) up to her apartment without it breaking and it's attached to her kitchen table. Um, and what happens is he like pulls on the string, the kitchen table flies forward, hits her in the stomach <laughs> and that knocks her out. And I'm like, that's not, that's not how getting knocked out. Like a kitchen table hitting you in the stomach <laughs> is not going to knock you out. Knock you out cold for a week, maybe. All right. Coma style. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Knocks him out for, I, I did not understand an extended period of time. And I'm like, they could have, cause when the zombie started climbing the rope, I was like, okay, well she has a hatchet. She just has to cut the rope. Yeah. So they needed some plot device that would stop her from cutting the rope. That was just like absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, they did. He didn't have to like drug them. Right. Like I feel like he could have just like, capture i don't know i don't know i feel like they could have over they had a gun which was the other thing is which he did not want to use at all um until the end but um yeah i just didn't want to kill that man who was at first i was like why it took a while for him to like for for the stranger to finally come out with why he was being such a ass um and trying to kill these random people uh, and it was because he wanted yeah, to Yeah, I, I got it. I, I basically understood because they show that picture of his wife, yeah. his that framed picture of his wife on the wall. And then he's got a zombie locked up and he's like, that's like a walking dead sort of thing yeah. where people are like, no, they're my family, even though they're a zombie. Um, so he's like, oh, my wife's hungry. Got to feed you to my wife, my wife. <laughs> oh, Borat should be in the ninja remake. <laughs> Borat oh, man. Borat. That's, that's what they shot. Probably. But wasn't Borat, too. It was this. It was. This it was movie. this. It was hashtag alive. That was Sasha Baron Cohen oh was that survivor man. Oh, my God. He played the survivor man. He's like, that's my wife. <laughs> dude when we do the ninja remake ninja's gonna be running around uh la maybe i guess um even though i think he lives in like the midwest uh he's gonna be running around and there's gonna be like a lone survivor who saves him from a zombie and it's gonna be fucking borat <laughs> it's gonna be so good and his whole like, chat's oh, gonna be spamming my wife <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. The whole chat's going to be like, holy shit, it's Borat. Oh, my God. And then, like, you know, Borat's going to be like, oh, are these Jews? Because he's talking about the zombies and he thinks, you know, Jews. That'll be so funny. That'll be so funny. It's so funny. My wife, she's a Jew. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, yeah. He thinks his wife got the Jewish virus, and that's what turned her into a sort of bloodthirsty monster. Feed. Oh God, this is this. Oh my God, this ninja remake's gonna be <laughs> nuts. Oh, it's gonna be so much better. Is the thing is, it's gonna be so much better. Ugh. Is Pokemon gonna play the girl? I, I guess I feel like Ninja would stream with Pokimane, yeah, even though it does sort of go against his his one golden rule. He does so maybe it should just be like a random girl. It'll be a hot girl for yeah, sure. I think girl. that'll be important. Yeah. Um. So the message gets across real clear. Yeah. Um. But I think it should be like a random girl that Ninja runs into. <laughs> this is fantastic. I I think this is just yeah. way better. I, I mean that 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 would just be hilarious. A vlogger trying to get through. Yeah, like trying to survive the zombie apocalypse while also like, you know, I think there is an I a real fun angle to be taken to be like, how do I make content out of the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> right? Because like even now, you know, in the early days of coronavirus, people were doing like the coronavirus challenge on yeah, TikTok yeah. or whatever, where they would go around department stores like licking things. Licking like uh <laughs> Yeah, like you, we get a ninja type. I mean, I don't think ninja's that stupid, but we, we're casting ninja. He's not. It's not a one to one thing for himself. Um, some of it will be, but you know, he'd be like, "Oh, guys, I'm doing the zombie challenge," and he's like, "I'm gonna walk down the street and run as fast as I can, and if I can get back to my house, that's the zombie challenge." And then you turn on like CNN and the news report will be there and be like, the kids are calling it the zombie challenge. <laughs> Classic, Of course. Yeah. And it's like, however far away you can run from your house and back without getting bitten is like how good you are at the zombie challenge. <laughs> so good at the zombie challenge. Uh, yeah. Mark, Mark oh, said yeah. He tweeted. So we're, if, if you're listening to this podcast, we got to get a trending on Twitter. So Netflix um, does an alive remake with Ninja. Uh, if not, we'll take, yeah. we'll take Jake or Logan Paul. I'm sure. Um, oh yeah, Mark, I see your tweet now. What you're going to want to do is also at Netflix. I think that's important. So they know <laughs> that we really need that this. Is. Um, cause they're probably going to be fronting the cash for this one. Yeah. Netflix and Ninja, I think can probably, probably do that. Hashtag get it trending. I like that hashtag. <laughs> I yeah, that's just a click good on one. That hashtag and hashtag and see what else people want to get trending. <laughs> certainly this <laughs> certainly the ninja remake the ninja cut certainly um i don't even know if i have anything else to talk about with a live i don't know <laughs> um we should mention there is a lot of drone usage he oh, has yeah. two drones this man he lose he doesn't charge the battery for either of them apparently like you're charging your phone every day there's no way you can't just like charge this right you just gotta be able to yeah this. I mean, they do lose power at a certain point, but like the first drone, it he just sent it out there and was like, ah, shit, I forgot to charge it. <laughs> um, the second drone was a smaller drone that he used to distract a zombie, uh, but that one also like, well, the zombie grabbed it, I guess, but it only lasted for so long. I think it'd been great. Ninja's going to have three drones in ours, <laughs> yeah, I think. one more, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and uh, that was... So that was something I was like, why does this guy own so many drones? <laughs> just that's just keep uh, out drones, man. And that's the only thing towards the middle of the movie that reminds you like this is a gamer, right? <laughs> Otherwise, all that stuff is relegated to the beginning. Oh shit, um, he's gaming. <laughs> yeah. Like that would I just like the idea of a scene where like the world has gone to hell. It's the zombie apocalypse and this dude's in his house just like fucking playing PUBG or Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> we definitely need uh, um, the scene where Ninja says, what'd you say to me, you little shit? Of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, hey, Ninja, I heard your zombie challenge. You only went uh, 20 feet outside your house. You're like, what'd you say to me, you little like, shit? I ran a mile. Like, Should you be at school? He's like, no, it's a like zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. He's like, okay, that's a fair point. I forgot. <laughs> that's fine. Are you doing, are you doing distance learning? <laughs> no, my teacher's a zombie now. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say to me? You little shit. 
Oh yeah. yeah, we'll have those great classic ninja moments as long as as well as uh, some great Borat moments sort of in there <laughs> the for good measure. Perfect movie for our generation, <laughs> if you ask me. The perfect crossover doesn't exist, or does it? <laughs> Borat ninja, <laughs> Borat ninja surviving the zombie apocalypse. I think Sasha Baron Cohen would love working with ninja. Tyler Blevins would be his oh, favorite. Person. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> So we should talk about the ending, I think, where they just get to the roof and the military is there. And the helicopter, you don't hear it at all, <laughs> but they do rise up from beneath the building. Rise up? Yeah, which is weird. Um, they're like, oh, where's the helicopter? We're alive. Come save us. And then the helicopter's like, oh, I was just hiding behind <laughs> the building. Here right I am. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, hard to I guess hard um, to have like a climatic scene where they there's no helicopter in sight and then one comes, right? Cuz they're yeah, very loud. Well, I very mean, obvious. Yeah, even just have like some ambient noise and then have the the helicopter like round a corner or come through a couple of bil- I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. The the military shoots the shit at all the zombies and they get on the helicopter and get away. And what I'm pitching here now is in the ninja cut. <laughs> Uh, he gets into the helicopter, which may be shaped like a battle bus. We'll have to see. Um, he gets on and he looks at like all the American military members who are there who just saved him. And he goes, so where are we dropping boys? And then cut to title card. <laughs> and then maybe the title sequence is ninja and the military like doing an airdrop uh, into some big city with like lots of guns and shit. And being like, it's just like Fortnite. It's just like Fortnite. <laughs> this is genius. I don't know how they haven't made this. I think we're going to become I, exactly we're become movie producers with this idea, to be honest. Yeah, this is this is why we watched hashtag alive. Forget all that other shit. The, the reason we did this is so we could pitch our best movie idea ever. <laughs> This is it. We finally figured it out. All right. We didn't. If we if we watched Enola Holmes, we would have got no idea about Ninja. Right. We would have had no way to incorporate Ninja into Enola Holmes. But hashtag Alive is the perfect. And look, we can make the American adaptation. Everyone's gonna see it. It's because it's got Ninja in yeah. it. You know, he's not stuck on Mixer anymore. It will definitely have to have a joke about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, there will be a reference. He's going to be talking to, like, one of his streamer friends and be like, oh, bro, all this zombie content's blowing up. Like, what are you, how are you doing? Like, oh, my numbers are crazy. And be like, you should get off fucking Mixer, dude. Like, no one even gives a shit if you're on Mixer. <laughs> Everyone will be like, I get the reference. <laughs> and I'll get really angry about it. He's like, I'm putting out good content. That's all that matters. Dude, my my content's good. The platform shouldn't matter. And be like, yeah, well, your mixer content co- contracts looking pretty shitty now that I'm making all this zombie content money. <laughs> Honestly, the where we're dropping boys is the last line. <laughs> so That's got to be it, right? It's so good. <laughs> and these will be real American servicemen and women who save the day. I want to cast real military members I wanna- for this scene where they save Ninja and Borat, I guess. <laughs> you know, we'll have Borat get eaten. I think that would be a nice dramatic moment. Yeah, yeah true. Borat. That'll be sort of but he wants ninjas. To kill- Borat will sacrifice himself take the for, for Ninja with him because he was such good friends. Or no, chat like someone donated a hundred bucks. He's like, take the Borat with you. He's like, oh fine. Yeah, so he puts a leash on zombie <laughs> Borat and sort of dragging him along. <laughs> Where we jump, and then that's how we get a Borat zombie skin in Fortnite and make millions off that as well. Oh, hell yes, dude. Dude, we'd have a whole Fortnite skin pack based off of this oh movie. Oh my god, it'd be so good. I do think I think the line would be better if it's not a battle bus, if it's just a helicopter, because people won't expect it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, people will we'll keep it more subtle. We'll make we'll keep it an attack yeah, helicopter. We'll stay, <laughs> like, where are we dropping, boys? And then hits the credits. God, this is just hits the title card so hard Honestly, i'm, I'm pissed um, we're recording we're, this i feel like someone's gonna steal it i know hey tm 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 do not steal do not <laughs> steal this is our idea this is our ip yep. RIP. we will sue um we have proof yeah um so yeah we i also want to talk about the ending where so they get on the helicopter and they finally get reception on their phones because they're very high in the air and i guess that's how that works <laughs> 
Um, and he gets all these messages, I assume, from his parents and his sister confirming that they are not, in fact, dead. And then they're like, the everyone, they're, the government's encouraging people to post on social media to show that they're alive and, like, say where they are so the military can find them. Like, the reason the military found him is because he posted that thing being like, I will survive or I must survive on Instagram. And here's what really got me is he makes the post in the movie that says hashtag I must survive. And then the title card comes up and the letters like rotate around and it becomes hashtag alive. And I'm like, but he never actually did that in the movie. <laughs> should have just said, they should have just had him say hashtag alive. Right. That would have fit. Better. Yeah. Like why? Like, or just call the movie hashtag I must survive. Like whatever. <laughs> why? Why have to do like the roundabout thing to incorporate the title of the movie? It was there. Uh, it, was so in a pl- it, it was never there. It was yeah. so easy to incorporate the title and you decided, oh, we don't want to incorporate the title. Yeah, even <laughs> if like the final line of the movie had been like, the government is encouraging people to post on social media with the hashtag, you know, hashtag alive to show that they're alive and where they are. And then you'd be like, okay, so it's this big social media movement yeah. that they're trying to create to help uh, people survive. Um, but instead they don't do that it's it hashtag alive is just never mentioned within the context of the movie they talk about being a lot like they start yelling on the roof like yeah We're alive i'm alive yeah <laughs> there's so much there's so much in this movie about like being alive yeah. and again like with our ninja angle <laughs> on a more serious note with like a more serious ninja pitch um having this sort of like what does it mean to be alive or like you know, having people view you as a living person instead of just like this entertainment machine that they watch on Twitch, like that could be something. Yeah. Be like, I'm I'm not just some streamer for content to like throw myself in harm's way against these zombies. Like I'm alive. I'm a person. And then hashtag alive makes sense. Yeah. Um, but this one, it it just sort of misses the mark there. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think it's just because it's too obvious of a theme. I don't. It's like the most obvious theme you can go with, with a zombie apocalypse. Like I would like to be alive. Like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Like I like, yeah. Living. And there's, there's just this thing of like, if they had gone with more of a COVID angle, I could see like people are going to rally together, but somehow also work from a dis, a diff, uh, distance. I mean, um, and they don't really get into that. It's just like, you know, if it had like relatable quarantine struggles or something like, oh man, they sold out a toilet paper and it's the zombie apocalypse. Like, what am I going to do? You'd be like, I remember when that was a thing. Classic. Um, but yeah, they just don't really, they don't really go hard enough. I think on the gimmick that they seem to wanted to go for. Yeah. So that's the main issue I had. Yeah. I agree with you there. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a normal zombie movie. <laughs> and that's the yeah, most disappointing. That's the problem. Is it's it's just like the most generic zombie movie. It it really doesn't try to be that much different than anything else. Yep. Agreed. Hashtag agreed. Yeah. Hashtag agreed. Hashtag big boy movies. <laughs> um so everyone keep your eyes out. Uh alive the ninja cut is coming. Yes. Uh, hopefully sooner than later help us get that trending put that out there make sure you tag ninja he's definitely going to read your tweets um and until then stay big you beautiful people